0: Today on IFS Talks, we're speaking with Liz Martins. Liz Martins is an experienced IFS therapist and supervisor in private practice with an emphasis on working with trauma. Liz is based at her home in Bath in the UK. She's been a PA, a program assistant, many times. Her travels with IFS over the last few years have taken her to Madrid, Copenhagen, South Korea and Bali. Currently, she's working as a lead PA on online Level 1 and Level 2 trainings internationally. Alongside her therapy practice, Liz continues to work as an open space facilitator. With colleagues, in 2018, she organized the first open space weekend for the IFS community in the UK. This has now become an annual event and next year's open space will be the fourth. Liz, thank you so much for joining us today on IFS Talks.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here.
2: Thanks much, Liz, for willing to have this conversation on the UK IFS Open Space Gathering. We really appreciate it. Liz, how is it for you listen to this bio?
1: It's kind of great to hear um, both my IFS-ness and that part of me that loves IFS mm-hmm. and also uh, open space because um, open space I love too. So just even the bio bringing those two together um, just feels really good.
0: Liz, what was your journey like becoming a therapist? Is it something that you always anticipated or something that unfolded throughout your
1: life? Well, it kind of uh, unfolded. I think um, there's a bit of a, a legacy, I guess, in my family on my mother's side of sort of service. So Uh, my grandmother ran a hospital convalescent home during the war and my mother was very involved in in different sort of service so um, I kind of followed that that path Mm -hmm. and um, I think I got a little bit lost in my education and growing up and so I just kind of um, found myself training as a social worker in my early 20s. I think I had a lot of managers to the fore at that point that took me into sort of management and this senior role. And uh and then um I kind of seemed to find myself a long way away from where I uh really felt um my heart was or where I wanted to be. So I left and became self-employed. Mm. And then I worked as a consultant. Um, got very involved in working with groups mm-hmm. um, and facilitating, and that's where I first discovered open space. And then I heard of something called psychosynthesis, um, which um, is a model that's that's kind of similar-ish in some ways yeah. mm-hmm. to to um, IFS and. So, I got interested in training in, in that. had no intention at that point of being a therapist. Um, it was the model that I was interested in. Mm. And, uh, and yet, a few years later, that's, <laughs> I, I qualified very much by then committed and, in, and engaged with being um, a, a therapist and, uh, and with an interest in trauma as well. Mm-hmm. years later I discovered IFS um, through uh, the work of Janina Fisher. I'd, I'd started training in sensory motor psychotherapy by then and, uh, and heard of IFS through Janina Fisher's work and then trained in that and was really fortunate that Dick um, was on my level one, was a, was training on my level one and, mm-hmm. um, and just from then it felt like I'd, I'd landed really, I'd, I'd come home so it kind of picked up where psychosynthesis left off for me psychosynthesis is is also very much about parts and um uh and there's a sort of uh spiritual kind of um aspect to it as well but it's sub-personalities um in in that language so I kind of found my way here not not with any great intention um but Sort of landed um, and really love my work now.
2: And why this interest of yours in uh, trauma?
1: Um, that came from a placement that I had when I was training. Um, a particular client who had experienced a lot of trauma and so I used to sort of sit in the room with her week after week and um, and it was like sitting there with this um, yeah, really kind of raw trauma and it really uh, engaged me, I guess something um, about I guess parts of me that wanted to help but mm-hmm. also um at a, at a deeper level, something around um, the, the wounding to somebody's humanity and, yeah. uh, and how they find their way back from that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got really interested.
2: And how was it, the transition from the psychosynthesis into IFS? It was smooth? How was it?
1: Yeah, it was a different language and um, there were overlaps. Uh, Mm. For me, it was like uh, psychosynthesis was the territory, that there were all these kind of parts and um, self, although it's called, you know, has different, different language. But in a way, what IFS did was make much more, sense of that somehow and also you know the the process the model the the journey the the healing steps it was like it was like the pathway opened up um so although I was aware of parts and had done work with my own parts it was it was sort of IFS gave me the pathway ahead and uh and the map (laughs)
2: ever done some ifs personal work or personal therapy to experience the model for a while
1: yes 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 um i mean obviously with psychosynthesis and psychosynthesis training there was then i was in therapy for, for years and uh and very much it was you know like ifs working with parts getting to know my own system drawing my own sister you know my parts doing a lot of work and then since then ifs therapy um as well and yeah and currently
0: How is it with your parts going through the pandemic, through the, the, the challenges we're currently facing with, with COVID and adapting to that? How have you been through that?
1: Well, different parts have reacted differently. There's been some parts, I guess, that have um, found less, less stress from that. They've kind of quite liked to stay home. They've quite liked a slower pace. Um, they've, you know, the sort of introverted parts of me, um, and, uh, and other parts have really missed the connection, um, have missed being out there, have been, you know, fearful for the world, um, fearful for me, fearful for my family. And so in lots of, yeah, lots of different, different ways, um, that I've been impacted. Yeah and and really trying to trust I guess in um yeah which kind of links with open space but the self organization that actually when You know, that that systems, small systems, large systems, that um, they have a way of adapting um, and adjusting and kind of coming through, even if it doesn't look quite the same as before, that some trust that something hopefully might emerge out of this for the world, for the planet, uh, for humans that might um, be different. Um, And... um, I don't know. I don't want to say better, but but that kind of so and 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 kind of hanging on to that. I guess that there's something maybe um, that I don't understand and we don't understand, but that is needed about all this. Mm-hmm.
0: And you've had to adapt your your work as a program assistant to shift to being primarily online. How is how is that feeling? How is that working?
1: Yeah, well, it's different. Um, of course, I miss I miss the connections around the training. You know, I miss the contact in the corridors or the you know the mm-hmm. the time of the evenings or over lunch or whatever, and actually um i've been surprised in the the trainings that i've been involved with just how that connection has happened amongst the participants and within the the staff teams and uh yeah it's it's different but it's it's happening and people are really engaging and really learning and um really um enjoying um the trainings you know with I guess not all of it is enjoyable in that it can be very triggering and you know all all of it all of it but um uh but it's actually real and there's the connection um in a way that I hadn't anticipated Uh, and I'm looking forward to when they're back in person because I think actually that that is needed it's it's it really is needed in there that kind of um connection in the room with people as well. So I'm looking forward to when, if we can get back to that.
2: Mm -hmm. Liz, you and some friends of yours Organized three editions of these UK IFS Open Space Gatherings since 2018. Yeah. The last one took place in March 2020, in those days right before lockdown, the initial pandemic days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How does this idea came up of the UK IFS Open Space Gatherings?
1: Well, it sort of arose out of... The feeling of wanting more connection and more community mm-hmm. um, back when we started um, in the UK, the, the trainings were—I mean, they were starting to, to build, but they were still fairly few and far between. So people would do a level one, and then they would—they would get very close to people, and then maybe they wouldn't mm-hmm. kind of see people um, again um, for some time, maybe meeting on a level two or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And different trainings starting to happen. And so it, it came from a, a a desire for connection.
3: Mostly mm-hmm.
1: and continuing learning and to build community. And um I'd known open space from my work as an open space facilitator before that, and um and it seemed very much to me that um, the combination of IFS and open space as a way of gathering would potentially work really well. So um, I talked to a a friend, Angela, who um, I'd done open space work with before, who was just completing her level one. And, And then we talked to a few more people Marion and Anzella and Tony. And then the five of us decided to send out an invitation. And we really didn't know how that was going to land. Um, Mm -hmm. but we kind of said, well, even if it's just the five of us, we'll still have a good weekend. (laughs) Um, but in fact, people did people did come. So I think that first one, um, there was about 32 people came, something like that. (laughs) And then the next year there was a few more. Mm -hmm. And then last year. There was forty forty two people it's growing um, in the room. Mm.
0: can you describe to us what open space is and how it works?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, it's been around uh, for quite a long time. Um, it was uh, an American consultant um, who um, kind of discovered it. And um, so he, he had spent um, about a year, he had a, a role of putting on a conference for, I think it was sort of an organizational conference. And um, so he spent a year planning this conference so getting speakers and panels together and workshops and and uh and then he he got the feedback after this conference that people had had enjoyed uh you know the the workshops and the speakers and stuff and um the feedback was that the best bit of this conference had been the coffee breaks (laughs) Both, he said, for the participants, but also for for him. And um, so, from that, he kind of was smart enough in a way to realise that's where people were getting to talk about what what they really wanted to talk about, rather than what someone else was deciding that they should talk about and what should be on the agenda. So he put that with years before he'd been in Africa and he'd uh, gone to. Um, been a, uh, I think it happened every ten years, a sort of a big festival, and he was in this town for this festival. And he noticed that before the festival, there was no preparation happening at all. You know, there was this massive festival, but nothing was happening. And then, when it started, it all kind of took place there and then. So he he observed the process that they followed, and then he put this into um, a very simple methodology, which he called Open Space. Mm -hmm. so it's a really simple um a really simple framework and he would say that it's actually um something that we all know we all know how to do this. We all know how to kind of have a good coffee break and, or we'll be at a party or something, and go to where we're interested. And then, you know, when that sort of is finished, then we move to somewhere else. You know, that nature organises. Children know how to do this. It's a very natural kind of thing to that we know how to do, but that we can get in the way of it, and um, uh, you know, put in agendas and so on. So, so this very simple process. So, what actually happens is that we start in a circle
3: mm-hmm.
1: and we have a a, a topic um, or a question that's the sort of invitation that that kind of calls mm-hmm. people. and um, so for us in the ifS open spaces, we've had three different questions. So the first one that we had, the first invitation mm-hmm. was um what becomes possible if mm-hmm. we live our lives with ifs every day inside and out so Mm -hmm. we have that question and then what happens is um, the process is explained and then anybody that wants to nobody has to um Mm -hmm. comes to the middle picks up a a piece of paper that's there writes their name and writes um a topic or a question something to do with the question that we've gathered around can be anything can be something they want to explore something they want to offer uh, that they want to share Um, anything to do with it and then they announce that so they say Mm -hmm. my name's whatever it is and I want to um, talk about IFS with children working with children and then they go in and um book themselves there's a big sort of agenda wall that has locations and times and they book themselves a place to have this conversation and then at the time when it's supposed to happen then they go there and then anybody else that wants to um, have that same conversation shows up and has the conversation with them and um that's it kind of in essence so so the mm-hmm. the conversation comes from the people in the room the participants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: One of the questions you proposed was how can we open space for IFS as a way of life? And how can IFS be a way of life? It's very interesting questions. And, and yes, I'm seeing here that you speak of a law of mobility and other laws. I, I'd like to, to listen more from you. And I saw here also those four principles that are beautiful. Whoever comes are the right people. Whenever it starts is the right time. When it's over, it's over. Whatever happens is the only thing that could happen. This is really beautiful. Tell, tell us more about the law of mobility or other laws.
1: Yeah, the law of mobility or the law of of two feet, as it's sometimes known, um, is for me the most important kind of aspect of open space, and it's kind of what makes it part of what makes it really different so that Mm -hmm. that law is if at any time you find that you're either not learning or not contributing then it's your duty to move to somewhere where you can Mm -hmm. so that invites this this the self-organization it's it's kind of the invitation in open spaces to follow your interest to follow your learning and to Mm -hmm. kind of take responsibility for Not only for yourself, but for the for the whole, so rather than maybe going to a conversation um, and sitting there and thinking, "Oh well, this isn 't quite what I thought it was, or it 's kind of gone off you know somewhere where i 'm not particularly interested or something so rather than kind of sitting there and maybe leaving in our in our minds, but our bodies are still present. Mm-hmm. The invitation is to really notice that to have the self energy, I guess, to notice that um, you don't want to be in this conversation anymore. You want to be somewhere else where you can learn mm-hmm. more or contribute. Um, so you get up and you go, um, mm-hmm. and and so within an open space meeting, there's 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 movement. Often. Sometimes there isn't, because people go to the conversations where they're really interested, and that's what mm-hmm. they're encouraged to do. So they get engaged and they stay. But otherwise, people can move around. <laughs>
2: You also explained the, how these uh, laws and principles gives rise to the two creatures of yeah. open space.
1: Yeah. The bumblebee and the yeah. butterfly. Well, those are kind of uh, like metaphors for behavior in an open space meeting where people are taking responsibility for what they care about. So the bumblebee... Um, is kind of a metaphor for 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 doing. So it's like somebody who moves from conversation to conversation, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. sort of cross pollinate as they go. Mm-hmm. So they maybe pick up an idea from one conversation, and they go to a one over in the far corner of the room, and they say, "Oh, they were just talking about that over there," and they said this. And so it's somebody who moves around, and then the other um, creature is is a butterfly. butterfly. And that's kind of a metaphor for not doing. So in open space, the butterfly is somebody who maybe doesn't go to any conversations at all.
2: Just contemplating.
1: Who maybe hangs out round by the coffee. Um, and uh, and in open space, that's seen as a really valuable role just as much as, as anybody else because um, it may be that um, out of not doing something creative comes you know somebody might happen by they kind of get into a conversation and that's where where there's a spark of something you know some idea some you know some creativity that, that comes so um so the the butterfly and the bumblebee are kind of sort of um yeah descriptions of what happens when people take responsibility for what they mm-hmm. care about and follow their passion mm-hmm.
0: It promotes a lot of self-awareness through the, the process of engaging with other people. It it actually reminds me, it's like it's almost analogous to a good IFS session where you you go inside around a theme and get curious about what's happening inside without an agenda and then let the process guide you exactly yeah. where it needs to.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and what what I love about open space and the feedback from our weekends, something around the freedom and the permission you know, it's, it's all okay. This is what these principles and the law is saying. It's all okay. Everything's welcome, which of course we, you know, we know from IFS, it's all okay. And, uh and the spaciousness to, to be, you know, to move around, to stay, to, to do whatever, um whatever feels like it's, it's needed and to, to notice that. So the invitation to notice that and go with what's what's needed um and and i guess because people are connecting around common interest so the people that want to explore you know working with children for example that example that i used, then they gather in one corner um and the people that want to explore something different you know follow their interest so it's quite quick in building a lot of connection and a lot of um you know really positive kind of self-energy and um yeah something for me around i started to notice that actually facilitating and being in an open space session was there was something familiar and and similar in a way to
3: mm, what I did yes. in my
1: therapy room. Um, yeah. There's something around trusting the system because in open space, we're trusting the group to know what needs to be talked about. Um, something around um, spaciousness and slowing down and it all being welcomed somehow. And uh, so all voices, all conversations, all parts that want to post up. Um it's all welcome and and that seems to create um more space for connection, more space mm-hmm. for creativity, um, more sense of community. And um yeah, and something around um, you know in in, in uh in IFS, where we talk about subgroups a lot, you know, if somebody says, oh, I've got a part that's this, and, you know, does anyone else mm-hmm. feel that? Um, and everybody puts up their hands, and it's like, oh, yes, you know, you're not alone with this. Whereas in open space, there can actually be a group that forms. So, for example, in one of our weekends, there was a group call for um, anxious parts that arise in large groups. So there was a group... Mm-hmm that formed where you know they could actually speak to each other and share and and uh kind of um yeah be with each other another group for parts that don't feel they belong that formed so it's like not only do the part other parts welcome but they might meet other parts that um you know uh it wanted to explore the same thing mm.
2: to quote you, you say uh, in your flyer, you say self-organization and self-leadership is at the heart of an open space meeting, explaining that it is an invitation to take responsibility for what you care about and do or be whatever feels right for you and your part. It offers permission and freedom. So you somehow feel that open space has a similar philosophy and congruence with IFS
1: yeah absolutely um yeah i mean they um as i say there's the trust in the system um there's creating the conditions where mm-hmm. um it's and it's all welcome and it's kind of staying out of the way you know the the, the facilitator in um open space there's a sort of um saying in open space one less thing which is mm-hmm. like Anything that the um facilitator does means that the group doesn't get the opportunity to do it for themselves somehow, so there's a real kind of staying out of the way, trusting the group, letting go um, and just providing a container and a space where parts can do what they need to do, and the voices can be can be heard, and you know whatever needs to happen happens and you know that is like an IFS session, isn't it? It's like those those elements are still there, and it it feels sometimes in an open space meeting. You know how Dick talks about fractals and like the different yes. levels. You know, yes. the mm-hmm. self and parts within self, and, parts. and it feels like a meeting where it's self and parts um, in in a group. Um, you could see the parts. You know, it's kind of, and you can see the self-energy um, and sense the self-energy that's coming through as parts get heard.
0: With, with that, are there challenges that arise sometimes in open space gatherings?
1: And how do you address them? Yeah, well, there can be heat, you know. Um, <laughs> that uh, um, In fact, open space has been used many times in conflict situations it's been used in the middle east in in um, northern ireland and there's something around uh yeah passion and following your interest and what you care about sometimes is going to cause is going to be different from from other people and i mean i i i see it as the space and the Um, ability to walk away and come back kind of gives a gives a way to for parts to uh, to express and to be there's a safety in that Um, I always remember when I got a dog and somebody telling me about how if you have two dogs and they're both on leads and they meet then they're they they're more likely to fight than if you take them off the leads and then they'll kind of sort themselves out Mm -hmm. And so there's something around the spaciousness and the freedom in open space to, to um, have strong opinions because people can leave and then step back in and it's all okay. So somehow there's a kind of regulation that, that happens. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so that, that can be challenged. And, and as a facilitator, the challenge sometimes is to not do you know Not intervene. Mm-hmm. uh somebody comes and says you know this this is happening over there and you know what are you gonna do about it and then in open space mm. you'd go well you know what are you go? what what do you want to do about it what would feel good for oh, you yeah. you know and so that could be a challenge to some parts that are used to a mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. a
1: kind of traditional kind of leadership you know getting in and sorting things out you know in the same way as in therapy you know it's all about uh staying back and not getting in interpreting and knowing and giving advice you know it's that same same challenge sometimes for some of our parts mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah
2: absolutely I'm going to quote you again, on Saturday evening, you say At the end of the afternoon, we met back in the main circle for village news and to plan the evening. We had a few minutes of silence, and there, there were a few short reflections from the sessions. A few people were unable to stay for Sunday, so we say goodbye to them. Together, we agreed on our main activities for the evening. A little later, we ate dinner together. Then we all did whatever felt right. chatting resting, drinking wine or tea, watching a film or dancing until the early hours. This is beautiful, Liz. When do you intend to do the fourth edition to take place?
1: It's uh, in, in March next year. That, that is the plan. Um, and
2: Are you shifting to online?
1: Well, it would be nice to be able to do it in person. Um, As you said earlier, the the one last year we did just before lockdown, we were just at that stage of should we hug? No, better not. You know, that that kind of, it was like two weeks later, the UK went into lockdown. So it would be wonderful to meet again next year at, at, you know, and if not, then we'd go online. We can do open space online. There's lots of open spaces, you know, with lots and lots of, people you know hundreds and hundreds of people it's a really flexible process it works with you know a few people or thousands um so we can shift it online if we need to so you were able to to
0: have a 2020 open space this year
1: yeah we did Uh, yeah what was your topic that one was how can we open space for ifs as a way of life
3: that one yes
1: Mm.
2: let me just uh, share some participants feedback that i have here it's beautiful it says my heart feels very alive and online i experienced spaciousness from shoots grateful to you for hosting it part that feels tearful and finding a community where my protectors can relax combination of ifs and open space gives me safety and being acceptable which I've I've never experienced before. Lots of gratitude enabling important conversations, important topics that can be difficult to engage with. I'm thankful for these conversations being started. Beautiful feedback,
3: please.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and and the themes that um, come out of the feedback are really so much around um, connection and community and uh, and and of course, learning from some of the conversations that people are are, are having. Um, but it's 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 the connection that people find there. And of course, that's in the conversations, but it's also in the dancing, and there was one year where there was um, um uh, a choir formed. So um what we do is we open space again for the evening for whatever people want to do. and uh, so there was a choir. Um and uh, so they went off to sing together and then they processed through the dining room where everybody else was and then everybody you know got up and joined in and uh, so there was this procession of this song and
3: uh, beautiful yeah
1: it was beautiful mm-hmm. it was really beautiful and um so so the connection
2: the connection yes makes sense and that is huge already huge. Mm.
1: And something around the, the kind of the, the takeaway of, of IFS as a way of life, which was our question um, in the third session. As I sit with that, it's, it's something around the whole, the whole embodiment of it. Mm-hmm. You know that um, mm-hmm. each year there's the sort of the thinking parts that have lots of conversation and then each year there's some conversations that happened around Mm -hmm. body and movement. So things like, um, uh, yeah, um, exploring living with self, Mm -hmm. non-verbally. How do parts move? How do parts sing? Um, uh, Playfully embodying our parts. Um, And then there was one that was a sort of non-verbal exploration of how it is to live with IFS every day inside and out our first year and there was a group of us in the garden exploring that in nature non-verbally without words and Amazing. Um, so that sort of um I kind of know it but I remember on that last one about um how can we open space for IFS as a way of life there was something for me that I came away with it was Really about embodying even kind of deeper, um, not just um, in my head or in my body, but just really deepening, deepening into it to um, embody IFS as a way of life. I kind of I know that you know. In fact, going back to my own journey, there was a period when I went mountain climbing that you know that just really helped me ground I found my ground I found my legs I found my perspective from climbing mountains so you know that I found self-energy up a mountain you know mountains so beautiful mm-hmm. something around there's there's different ways to get to self-energy yeah through the body yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: So, Liz, thank you so much for having us and for organising these beautiful events and open space for the IFS community. And we hope that the next one in, in March, you said, that eventually can take place in person. That would be very good news for the yeah,
1: whole world. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I hope it'll keep growing, yeah. get bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's a, there's a little thought about taking it into the wild as well having mm. IFS in the wild and doing open space. Um, oh, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> you're that. very yeah. welcome, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and just to encourage anybody out there who um, wants to build community in, in this kind of way, then it's, it's just such a congruent thing with IFS yeah. that it just is a wonderful way to meet and to gather to be together. Yeah,
2: thank you. Thank you so much for doing that.
1: Before we sign off with that point,
0: I'm curious if you have any recommendations for our listeners who might want to start an open space gathering in their own
1: region, um, where they might begin. Well, they could check out the website of openspaceworld.org um, because the open space community is very open source. They they make it all available. So there's loads online, and um, and also Harrison Owen, who developed it, would say anyone can do it. You know, because it's such a you're not running a process. It's like um, people already know how to do it. So anybody can just get in there and open the space, and off you go. It's not a it's not a hard thing to do. It's a natural thing to do for people. So. Yeah, but there's loads on the internet. It's so-called open space technology sometimes, so it's worth Googling on that.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation. It's great to connect with you.
2: Thank you so much, Liz.
1: Thank you so much for having me
2: hope we can keep meeting and um, speak soon
1: yeah, thank you